Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am your host, Leanne DeSanto, and we are honored to have you with us today. Now, today's guest is Nathan Seward, and his own self-journey and self-discovery took him from pilot to coach, and he now teaches his clients to do the same. Nathan enjoyed a successful 16-year career as an airline pilot before becoming a personal coach and host of the Nathan Seward Show. He believes through the process of self-discovery and self-mastery, entrepreneurs can change the world whilst creating extraordinary lives for themselves and their families. He supports entrepreneurs to create game-changing businesses that help people and the planet in new and innovative ways. From being a successful entrepreneur in the food industry to leaving at the height of his piloting career to serve others, he's always lived at the edge of his comfort zone taking on new and challenging things in service of being his best self and serving the world. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode with Nathan Seward. Well, welcome Nathan to the Rise Up For You podcast. We are so excited to have you on today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's dive in. So share with our audience who you are and what you do. Yeah, that's always a tough question, isn't it, to like talk about yourself, but uh, yeah, I have a funny accent, I'm from New Zealand, uh, now a transplant in New York, um, and yeah, yeah, I grew up in New Zealand, very sort of uh, ordinary, you know, middle class uh, upbringing, lots of uh, long summer nights, biking around the neighborhood, and that kind of thing. Uh, I've always been obsessed with aviation and flying airplanes, and used to bike out to the airport when I was a little boy and lie in the long grass next to the runway and became very obsessed with aviation. Mm. Took my first flying lesson when I was 12, uh, went solo when I was 16 and got my private license when I was 17 uh, before I had my, my full driver's license. And as soon as I left school, became a pilot and, and dove into that career. Uh, and it was more of an obsession, possibly an unhealthy obsession <laughs> that was a job for me. Wow. Uh, and, did that for uh, 15 years, uh, rose up to sort of the, the ranks, flew small airplanes, big airplanes, international jets, all of that, and sort of really achieved everything I wanted to achieve. Uh, and sort of underlying all of that, there was a feeling that I had since I was a little boy of wanting to, the feeling was more like, I felt like I was here for a reason, and the reason was to help people. And I always felt drawn right from a young age to help people or to help in suffering in some way. Mm. Um, I can use those words now, but it was just very intuitive as a little boy. And as I kind of rose up the ranks of, of the, the airline that I, I never had a way to sort of use that calling that I had since I was a little boy. Mm. And I kind of felt like I was, I, I felt like I wasn't going to fly airplanes until I was 60 years old. I knew there would be a point that I would, I was not going to do a full career. Um, but after a, a, I had a bad breakup when I was around 30, hired a coach to help me kind of process that breakup. Mm-hmm. And in that process, he helped me see that there was an opportunity to really do that calling and follow that calling. And so I uh, 
started my own coaching practice, left aviation in 2017 and um, traveled the world looking to help people and heal people. That's where you find me now. Wow, that's a great story. I mean, that's, Thank you. I mean, it, you, you would almost think it's, it's, it's two diverse careers in a way, you know? Yeah. It's really interesting that you went yeah, back still, to college. I don't think it makes sense to most people still. I think most of my friends and family still think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you, you, now you're doing what, right? <laughs> yeah, what's that? I don't really understand it. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, tell us a little bit about your coaching practice. Sure, yeah. So uh, I guess like when I started, I, I just wanted to help people. So I would help anybody that wanted help. Mm-hmm. And then naturally, I, you know, I think a, a good thing to remember if you're starting out in coaching is your ideal client is probably you five years ago. Yeah. And so that really resonates with me um, in a number of ways. One, having a very successful pro- professional career. You know, it was... I had the dream job that most people want to have when they talk about getting a dream job, uh, earning lots of money, you know, and, and loved it right to the end, mm-hmm. but still feeling, I would say, a lack of joy, you know, consistently, a lack of fulfillment, uh, still noticing that uh, love, self-love, love was hard to come by. Mm-hmm. And so I really resonate with people that are in that position that have amazing lives on paper (laughs) but still something's missing and they're not even sure what it is maybe or maybe they are sure what it is but I love working with those people so as time's gone on I've been coaching for almost five years I naturally gravitate towards people that are wanting to go on that journey of figuring out hey I did everything right and I, I followed all the rules and I got the house and the job and the maybe even the family but something's not right. And I'm, I'm willing to go on a deeper journey to figure out uh, what those things might be. Yeah, that is so super powerful because we encounter that a lot too with our coaching Rise Up For You that there's this, um, yeah, on paper and I should be happy and I have this life or maybe there are some challenges, but I'm still doing okay, right? And But there's still something turning inside of me or something that's just not... Uh, yeah, not fulfillment, right? Or not, not feeling like I'm on purpose or on my mission or, you know, what's my DNA calling me to do on this planet at this time or, you know, these deeper questions. And I think it, you know, they can be sometimes scary or they can be, sometimes we don't listen, right? We don't listen to that intuition and we put it on the back burner, but then eventually it, it, it does come to the surface, you know? And, and I, I love too what you said about your ideal client is basically yourself, I say that all the time because, especially in the coaching world, uh, which I'm sure you've heard too, the this idea that you need to know your niche and you need to know your ideal audience and you need to know all of this stuff almost before you start, right? Where I say, yeah, your ideal client is you. Like, what have you overcome? What you know? What are you a few steps ahead on that you can help someone else with, right? Because that's what's is the most powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 who do you? resonate with and who resonates with you right. I think you know a long time I, I've had multiple businesses like side businesses throughout my my life and so for a long time I was drawn to helping entrepreneurs like there was a I think generally in this day and age there's a sexiness about entrepreneurship right. that it wasn't there 20 years ago and so I kind of fell into that and thought man I would love to help entrepreneurs and so I coached a few entrepreneurs and was really not lit up by it 
know, when it got down to the day-to-day nitty-gritty of business, it, it, I, there were parts of it that was interesting. It wasn't black and white, but I just felt like, oh, this isn't my calling. And when I went back in myself, which I think is, is very important to kind of keep going back in, mm-hmm. those niche questions and those kind of things that you're asking, I think are important. But only if it's coming from a deeper place, not if it's coming from the mind, right. trying to figure it out or trying to figure out what a good business would be or how to make money. So I think you have to go back within. And when I went back within, it was like, wow, me five years ago, me 10 years ago, there was a ton of healing that needed to happen mm. in lots of different ways. And you start to realize as you speak that out into the world, there are a lot of people very similar. Want that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now more than ever, I think it's, it's more acceptable to be vulnerable, you know, especially as, as men, right? I mean, I think as men now, they're Maybe slightly under- more acceptable. Yeah, slightly more acceptable. But I mean, in general, you know, it's, yeah. it seems like it's been more acceptable for women to, to, to share and be the emotional side and be able to work through some things where for men, sometimes it's just, again, depending how you're raised, you know, stiff upper lip and don't, show weakness and and it's it's all been equated to that instead of no you know what there's so much power in the humanity Mm. of being vulnerable and saying hey you know what i've struggled with these things and it's still a process for me and you know for me that is is strength and courage right so oh man that's the ultimate that's the ultimate to be able to for a man to open up or um look deep within himself or um acknowledge that things aren't going well or acknowledge that he needs help like that is the ultimate strength and it's evidenced by how hard it is to do right most men would rather do anything than talk about this kind of thing yeah yeah because they're just sometimes unfortunately not taught that to teach about communicating the emotions and like you said some things are so pushed down that they don't even really know how yeah and that goes on both sides but you know especially for for men i think it's it's definitely a a a new way of being you know over the past maybe 10 years or so Totally, and I think it's. Uh, this might be controversial, but I think having having that defined by women is also a challenge. Mm-hmm. Like having uh, this is obviously a deep desire for women to have men that are more emotionally connected and more open, and that share more and that communicate and can connect on that level. But I think that is almost a barrier sometimes. So as we have more men coming into the personal development world and fulfilling those roles and saying, "Hey," there is a way to do this. There is a way to open up in a, and stay masculine or stay, right. not, not lose your manhood. This is not forcing you to become a, a woman. Right. 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 <laughs> um, so I think just, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's in terms of communicating this message and in terms of actually having an impact. I think that's an important distinction. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, I think that people too need to understand that, we all have the feminine and masculine energy within us. And some people just express one side more than the other, you know, for women, especially women in the business world, when they think they have to lead so much with their masculine, right. That that can hurt them too. Right. So it kind of works both ways, right. It's it's how do we balance those energies and, and be able to serve the way that we're meant to serve in the world. Yeah. Yeah. The unique kind of perspective on this, I'm gay. And that's been a, a, a journey for me as well. I mm-hmm. realized I was gay when I was 12, but didn't come out until I was 22. Wow. And yeah. uh, I went to an all boys school that was very homophobic mm-hmm. and kind of beat that out of me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, 
and I do identify as a more masculine gay man or a gay man that's more in their masculine side Mm -hmm. and so it's often uh interesting for me in a relationship with a man to kind of figure out the masculine feminine dynamic and I don't think it's something it's not something I read about a lot in the gay community about how to figure that out but I think it's something I'm learning more and more about and understanding yeah no absolutely that's um that's a a journey for sure and uh and I think it's it's just a realization that that it's it's not one or the other it's it's a combination right it's a combination exactly so and you picked a very masculine career right as a pilot yeah typically traditionally masculine career so yeah well, it was the first uh, I worked for four airlines and the first three airlines I was the only gay pilot in the whole company wow um, fantastic and the last airline I was in there was there was a bunch of but yeah yeah and it was and that you think that's that is challenging as well but I like to think in like a small way I kind of changed the view of that a little bit yeah absolutely absolutely how I mean how was that journey for you I mean it was it was tough I, I think uh because I, I I'm not sort of was certainly in my 20s I didn't look gay quote unquote right um I didn't come across gay so I think it was a lot easier than it was for for some people uh for me because I could just fit in when I needed to mm-hmm. uh in hindsight I think that was also quite damaging uh, like I became a chameleon and that's something I still deal with just generally in life is this, uh, pleasing, trying to be liked kind of behavior. And I have very strong tendency to just be a chameleon and fit in. So you end up being, or I ended up being, you know, a hundred different people to a hundred different people, mm. uh, as opposed to going, Hey, what's really important to me and what do I want to say? And how would I like to be understood? Uh, rather than just trying to be liked by everyone. So that's, again, talk about coaching me five years ago. This is another big part of it is trying to overcome that, yeah. that pleasing, nice guy behavior. Yeah, yeah, that is so powerful. That's a huge conversation right now. I think that sure. that so many people are, are in this, uh, trying to navigate, right? That, that so is many it a people similar I thing for women? I, I have this conversation with men a lot, but is it a similar conversation for women? Is there a similar paradigm for that? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah, again, we don't want to stereotype, but a lot of women I coach, a lot of women I talk to are in this, like the people-pleasing, right? Mm. The people-pleasing mode that uh, whether it's, you know, I my self-worth is defined how I can help someone else or, um, you know, maybe there's that, sometimes there's that fear of, of uh, intimacy, you know, the fear of not sexual intimacy, but the fear of intimacy of being who I really am and speaking my mind, right? Because sometimes women are judged for that. Both are, but I mean, sometimes women, you know, if you speak up, oh, you're being an egg or you're being a bitch or you be, you know what I mean? There's all these like labels that get thrown around or, you know, a man can be assertive, but for a woman. So there's just a lot of that. I think a lot of, of people struggling with the, the people pleasing, the, you know, the inability to say no when it's really a no for you instead of just yes to everything. And then you have all this obligation and resentment because you've said yes to too many things. And, you know, so all of that, all of that's intertwined in, in the, um, yeah, the fear of just not being enough, the fear of not being loved, the fear of not being accepted, uh, being understood. Yeah, that's sort of at the root of all of it, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, I think the psychological term is toxic shame. Mm. where we learned at a young age that 
it was not safe to be ourselves, whether it's from an angry parent or you know something similar to that. And so we realized, oh, it's not safe to be myself, so I have to only show the good parts of me or only show the parts of me that are accepted. And we just carry that into our adult life. Um, so a big part, you know, I think that's, I'm grateful in a way that I am gay because it forced me from a very early age to confront being authentic. Yeah. You know, I just didn't want to live a life in the closet. No matter how hard it was, I didn't want to live that life. Yeah. Um, and so it sort of forced me to look at authenticity and realize how important it was to me. Um, and that's something I would encourage everybody to do is to have a look at, maybe even write a list, like what are the things that I don't let the world see about me? Um, that's kind of your, your shame, your toxic shame. What yeah. are the parts of me that I hide? What, what's unacceptable to the world? What do I not want the world to see about me? Right. Uh, and it's this idea that it's not that I do bad things, but I'm fundamentally bad. That right. there's something actually fundamentally wrong with me, which is like what you said, it's the cause of so many things like oh. lack of self-worth and, and value. And it's a really, really good place to start to get into this work, I think. I think so too. And I think Carl Jung called it our shadow, right? Like what's our mm. shadow, the, that, that part of ourselves that we don't want to look at. And I think, and it's funny because we're all just basically walking projections, right? And, and you know, usually what we hate in somebody else, it's because we don't like it in ourselves. Right. Especially in this world of divisiveness that if you're not on my side, you're against me type of underlying current right now, you know, that it's it, people are, you know, not wanting to look at their own shadow, their own, you know, where is this deep shame coming from this guilt or, you know, deep beliefs that are ingrained from, like you said, whether you grew up with a critical parent or maybe you were abandoned in some respects or, you know, then sometimes you're living out that you know, that projection your whole life, right? Yeah. And so it can interfere with so many things, how you attract love in your life, how you attract the money in your life, how you, you know, how you feel oh, and your confidence level. So, yeah, it's so intertwined. This is, I, I don't know if you resonate with this, but when I left flying, I'd, sort of, I'd been in flying my whole life, you know, obviously since I was a little boy and had always gotten jobs. My salary went up every year. And then suddenly I was in business, in the personal development business, and had no real experience in this kind of business. Mm. And man, did that drive up everything. Like none of this really came up when I was a pilot, but all of the stuff around shame and self-worth, and, <laughs> um, man, and it's, it's still stuff that I can work through. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> business absolutely. is kind of a fast track to seeing all that stuff. I uh, think so too. It's like we teach what we need to learn, right? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So powerful. Yeah. It is, but it's interesting how much you can hide from it. Like in the, in the, going back to what I said at the start, what we were talking about, how if you get a job and you follow the rules and you go to college and you get the career and the money in the house, you can kind of avoid a lot of this stuff. You can avoid confronting a lot of it by just staying um, distracted. <laughs> yeah, staying distracted, <laughs> kind of just keeping to the status quo and fitting in. Right. And so I think, you know, on one side, it's like, you fit in and you can have this security and this money coming in and everything looks good, but the cost is going to be, you're going to feel very little joy. It's going to be a lot of maybe depression, anxiety, addiction. Um, these days it's phone addiction, right? Yeah. Just on the iPhone all day. Yeah. Um, 
lack of fulfillment, lack of love. So that's kind of the cost of it. And I I don't think we can understate the cost of those things. No, I know. Absolutely. It's, and I think too, it's, it's through the the kind of phases in your life too. Um, I love uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer's work on, uh, his movie, The Shift, was amazing and just talked about, and he quotes Carl Jung's work too, the, the morning of your life versus the afternoon of your life, right? The morning yeah. of your life is ambition about ambition and meaning, right? It's like this whole, like, you're climbing the ladder, you're doing this, you're raising the kid, you're doing all this stuff, but then as you start reaching the afternoon of your life, whatever age that might be for you, 45, 55, 65, whatever, you know, and then it's like, why am I here? Like, what is, you know, I've yeah. accumulated all this stuff and all these things. And I'm like, do I even want it? You know, it's so interesting. It's just really, yeah. It's yeah, really it is. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, it's interesting to realize that on the other side of it, what's possible. Like it's a, it's a difficult journey. This is not fun stuff to look at per se, but on the other side of it, you'll experience things that, you didn't even know were possible to experience like mm-hmm. feeling that incredible joy and gratitude feeling fulfillment like one thing i love about my job now is every time i go to sleep i'm like wow i made a difference in a lot of people's lives today yeah. and I, I never felt that before mm-hmm. uh, and for me the the, the journey around love has has been self-love learning to love myself and and realizing how much that has an impact on my ability to empathize with others connect with other people experience love and it's not stuff that i would have it's not stuff i knew that it was missing beforehand i think that's what makes it very challenging Mm. um so i think a lot of people end up coming to this work from a rock bottom moment right uh so you said i think at the start where you know you get a hint that maybe something's not right or there might be more you might be asking the question is this all there is to life and then you might ignore that and then something bigger will happen and then maybe yeah something even bigger will happen that will wake you up maybe yeah. it's a death in the family or maybe it's a health scare for you or maybe your partner up and leaves you suddenly and maybe you lose your job and it, it forces you to to confront all this stuff so yeah i don't know if it's possible I, I i guess it is possible to come into this work when you get that initial hint uh but i think sometimes a little bit of suffering is not the worst thing to help you <laughs> little see. push yeah <laughs> a little right, push to see right. these things and then so in my you know, thought on that is that you don't want it to be the two by four upside the head i mean no. you'd love to you know before the health crisis before the you know catastrophe on the you know if you <laughs> if you can at least come to the realization that oh okay i'm a I might need a little bit of coaching or a little bit of support or these things are coming up. Why is this, you know, a little bit of self reflection and, you know, well, you still maybe want to draw that line in the sand. Like, okay, I got to, you know, I had to do something here before the major thing, but some people you're right. It takes that major thing to be okay. Now I got to get real, you know? So yeah, I guess as long as you come to it eventually, it's good, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) so well, fantastic. I love, I love this conversation. It's so near and dear to my heart and love the work you're doing in the world. It's, it's terrific. And, uh, um, well, let's move on to our power section here. We love our guests to share with our audience a few um, nuggets here. So first, uh, one book maybe that's had a massive impact on you. Uh, the book that comes to mind is The Alchemist. Mm. I'm sure you've read it by Paulo Coelho. Mm-hmm. And it it's in a way, it's kind of what everything we've been talking about. And it's also what I how I look to, like to look at my work through this book. It's a um, fictional book. It's a very easy read. It's about a boy that goes on a journey uh, to find 
some things in the desert and kind of the 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 proverbial uh being about the journey not the destination he learns everything along the journey and finds different things and discovers stuff and has struggles and it's just a phenomenal book if you are in this work or you want to get into this work or you want to move towards a life of meaning to try and understand truly what a journey looks like and how you can embrace a journey and i love it i love that book too i love it okay how about one quote that you live by uh, I love by a few different quotes. Uh, it, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but Teddy Roosevelt's quote, it's not the critic who counts. Mm. not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles. Uh, I just think that's so beautiful, especially when it comes to what we're talking about, self-worth, self-love, following your own intuition. Uh, it isn't the critic who counts. No. Right? We, everyone can be a critic that is the easiest job in the world is to criticize other people to get out there in the arena and fight and give it a go and get scarred and struggle whether that is starting your own business whether that is um, trying to go after the partner of your dreams whether that is trying to make extra money in a side business uh, that is tough these are arenas that expose you and feel scary and are not easy and those are the people that i admire the ones that have the courage to give it a go. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that quote too. Got to be in the arena, right? Especially right. in this day and age of everybody sitting behind their computer criticizing everybody. You know? Exactly. It's like, no, 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 be in the arena. And you won't be the one that. criticizing. <laughs> oh, the last uh, the last bit of that quote, uh, I think he says, um, even if you fail, know that your place will not be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Mm. I think that's beautiful because even if you fail, you fail in a blaze of glory. You're doing greatly, right? Absolutely (laughs) go after your dreams and fail uh, than to never try. Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, If you could leave the world with one final message, one golden nugget, what would it be? Uh, Be honest with yourself. Mm. be honest with yourself I think it's uh, talking about authenticity and uh, listening to the clues and noticing when you're not feeling aligned or wondering if this is it that's a great time to be honest with yourself and there's a couple of ways that you can do that one is just journaling and just you know it doesn't have to you don't have to go and tell everyone you don't have to do a Facebook live and say (laughs) hey you know (laughs) this is my most deepest vulnerable truth Mm -hmm. Uh, but just starting to journal and be honest about uh, where you're not happy it's very easy for us to you kind of mentioned it before where it's like oh life's not that bad or oh there's plenty of people that have it worse or you know I've just got to be grateful that's there's an element of truth to that but when it's you used to cover up your own truth it can be quite dangerous Mm. so I think that the thing that I want to leave people with is telling your truth or or writing your truth to yourself. doesn't mean you have to do anything about it, but it's a really good place to start. Um, You can either do it also do it with a therapist or with a coach or with a safe person, a trusted friend, Mm -hmm. just to really start opening up and be honest about your relationship, um, your job, how you're feeling, uh, you know, all all the things that really matter in the world, uh, I think is, is super powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Very powerful. And a lot of people, yeah, don't do that. And it is really powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Um, And how do we connect with you? 
Uh, well, I'd love anyone to follow me on social media. I'm Nathan Seawood everywhere, Facebook and, uh, and Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, you can check out my website, nathanseawood.com. And if anyone wants to have that conversation with me, I always offer a free conversation on the first call. So if you want to just explore that with, with no obligation for anything more, I, I love having these conversations. This is my mission. This is my life's work. So if I can help you explore some of that self stuff just in a small way, I would love to do that. Absolutely. Great. Thank you for that. Final question. Sure. So as you know, we are Rise Up For You. And when you hear that term, what does it mean to you? Oh, like what comes up when, when I hear that term is uh, I think about something rising up inside of me. Hmm. You know, whenever I have turned inside, which I'm a big fan of, is spending time alone, meditating, going inside. I think that we find our our dharma our inner purpose our you know being really present to what's trying to come through us so mm. when i think about rising up i think man what is it that's rising up through me what is it that wants to rise up through me and be um, brought out into the world is it is it a talk is it uh, a podcast is it a book is it uh, helping somebody in the moment what is it that wants to come through me in this moment mm. so yeah that's what comes up for me Nice, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Nathan. I just You're I so love welcome. these conversations too, and <laughs> and I so love the um the just openness and you're willing to share and what you're doing in the world. It's absolutely beautiful. Thank you for being. Oh, with you're us today. welcome. Thank you, and thank you for everyone for listening. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us today on the Rise Up for You podcast series. We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.